0: Stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge.
1: Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick. And this week, I'm joined by Maddie Johnson, Zach's editor and co-host of the Friday Finish Line podcast to discuss our favorite topic. But we're kind of going to take it um, down to a deeper level today because we are discussing retail, but we're going to discuss mainly Amazon and what Amazon is doing on the retail front, not all of its other businesses. So this is just retail and some of its interesting developments, whether or not it can succeed in some of these new areas it's trying to, you know, branch out in and what kind of impact it will have on its competitors who do have to step up to the plate to meet the challenge that Amazon is presenting. So Maddie, we were just saying before we went on that we could research for hours into like everything hours. that amazon is doing on the retail front because they're in a lot of areas i think people aren't even really aware of but well let, yeah. first
0: of all you can't even if you i feel like with retail in amazon specifically if you don't know what you're searching for it's really hard to find like Amazon their labels for instance on their on their website on their homepage right so you really have to specifically know what you're looking for in order to search for them cuz they're not really advertised right that well so right that's, that's one of like, my
1: complaints <laughs> right, <laughs> right your core complaints yeah, yeah it is because unless i saw like some kind of press release or i go around looking for it and they do put out press releases whenever they launch a new brand or a, they're going into a new area so that's all fine and People in the industry will pick it up. So if you, for instance, are an interior decorator, you probably saw some of the press releases for their new furniture lines that went out. Mm. But if you're Joe Consumer, I don't think you're looking for press releases for that new couch you're going to buy. So you might not even be aware that Amazon now has launched its own furniture lines. So... Let's discuss some of this stuff okay. in more detail. And then I, you can hear my complaints. But I do have some <laughs> things that I like about what they're doing. But some of it is um, a little overwhelming. But let's start with the big kahuna, the big deal this year, sure. which was Whole Foods and yes. the purchase of that. So they've closed on that deal now. Um, it about, what, two months? A couple months now. And $13.7 billion deal. This was their biggest acquisition ever. They've got... 460 U.S. locations, but they do have quite a few in the U.K., but we're going to kind of ignore that for (laughs) for today's show. But uh, they have, I think it's something like 50 or something over there. Yeah. So this is the first time they're really going to have a huge amount of brick-and-mortar stores that they have to operate. And as everybody is already familiar everybody assumes that they bought Whole Foods because they didn't really care about the brick and mortar so much, but as a way to drive business through their prime membership and to sell other products. And this gives them 460 pickup locations here, automatic. And they've installed the lockers here in Chicago at all the Whole Foods that I've seen. So if you need items delivered to those Amazon lockers, they're in Whole Foods, which are conveniently located, at least in the Midwest. So what do you think of this Whole Foods acquisition? And is it really going as well as everyone thinks? <laughs> I guess that's the question.
0: Um, well, I will say I'm not a frequent Whole Food shopper, and I wasn't a frequent Whole Foods shopper before the deal. I like to go there for specific organic. So if I needed like a specific natural or organic product for one recipe, right, I would... Go there for that, and then get my week's groceries, you know, as well. So once this like deal completed in the past few months, I wanted to like check out the store and my local Whole Foods. My local Whole Foods, like next to my apartment.
1: It's were almost, you were you lured there from the low, the slashing of the prices, like other um, people? Absolutely, okay. like
0: one hundred percent. If I can get any sort of discount on Whole Foods prices or items, I was there immediately. But I waited because I know initially right, the prices in effect. Well, I guess the prices they
1: cut right they away, cut away right on a, away few things. a few things. Yeah. But I kind of wanted to and wait avocados.
0: <laughs> the most important <laughs> things, avocados. Well,
1: they were more expensive than like Trader Joe's or the other yes. supermarket chains on those two items in particular. So it yeah. made sense that they cut those right away.
0: Yeah. So I did go. I guess I have gone a, f- a few times now. But the last time I went it has been it's been a while since the last time I went and they were out of, so I needed a pound of beef randomly and they were out of packaged grass fed beef, which they only have random grass fed beef at Whole Foods, I guess. Um, they were out of that. They're like, yeah, sorry, <laughs> shipment hasn't come in for the week or like we just ran out or something like that. So I had to go to the actual like deli to get my beef. And I was like, oh my God, I haven't done this before, which, you know, people do that all the time. So it was like kind of weird, at least for me. But, like, just like other random things that I just have are usually in stock were out of stock. Yeah, I've noticed my the list. same thing
1: too. And I go to a different Whole Foods than you go to. Yeah. But I was a Whole Foods regular for, I would say, the six months before they. Were acquired because I did that crazy whole thirty cleanse diet thing, which I we've talked about in the past.
0: That it's we're, really a crazy diet.
1: We're going to do a podcast on all those like wellness companies. And I guess it's and not stuff. a
0: diet; it's just it's more of a lifestyle. I Yes. Will
1: say. Yeah, you only do it for thirty days. So, but Whole Foods is where a lot of the compliant foods are sold and still are. And then you're eating a lot of vegetables and all that. So I started going to Whole Foods basically almost every day, and I'm still been going there. So I noticed the the difference once they were bought by Amazon, not only with the price cuts, but with as you just mentioned, the empty shelves. Like a lot of items just aren't being restocked quickly, or it's just staying empty for even like a week. Not the beef and stuff like that, yeah. but other items that I'm like, well, maybe there's just a slight breakdown in the supply chain right now while they're transitioning to the new Which, ownership.
0: It makes sense, like that isn't a shocker. But I mean, no. you're just like, as
1: a consumer, right? It like, annoys well, me. Um,
0: yeah, you're like, I where's my
1: bread? And this is the, <laughs> where's one, the bread I really right? like. And this is the one danger I feel like this deal really has. Is that everybody's assuming? Oh, they didn't buy Whole Foods to actually run the stores as supermarkets. They ran it so they can put the Echo as, in there. They're selling the Kindles in some of the stores and it's now. Like
0: distribution points. Yeah,
1: and as with the Amazon lockers, and they're going to do delivery out of there, and it'll drive. They believe Prime membership because they're going to give better deals on people with the Prime. Who shop at these stores, but they actually have to have my products there. Right. They actually have to have it on the shelves in their normal business, which is done through the warehouses. If I order that, you know, Wonder Woman DVD and they're out of stock, eh? I don't really care. Like, I don't have to have the Wonder Woman DVD, yeah. but I, I kind of need my eggs, and you kind of yeah. needed like that grass fed. You know, beef, yeah. there's certain things like I do buy every week that I need, or the bread, as you said. So, especially these- if
0: you like go out of, like for me, sometimes I go out of my way to go to a Whole Foods. Right. Or like there's a huge Whole Foods that just opened um, here in Chicago at like an up and coming intersection right up in Belmont, Lincoln, and Ashland. It's a huge, right? Yeah, it's big. Like I haven't gone to that one specifically since the deal closed, but like that's like an out of, that's like a journey for me to get to right. That's an event. They That's have all these event, little restaurants right? in there. And, so if I like yeah. make my way over there on a Sunday afternoon and they're out of like four things on my grocery list, I'm like, yeah. well, why did I why did I go here? Right.
1: I could have just gone to Jewel. Like I could have yeah. just gone to Or Trader to my, Joe's or
0: Trader Joe's. I could have yeah. just gone to my local grocery store and gotten everything that I needed at half the cost. Right.
1: So my point is that Whole Foods is still a grocery store (laughs) like, and you have to operate it as such, which apparently we have to give them time. So I'm giving them time to see how all this shakes out, but they've never run something with 460 brick and mortar stores before. Obviously the Whole Foods leadership is still there in Austin, so they're going to be relying on them for a lot of stuff. Um, And we do know some of the the financials, actually, that have come out from this deal because Whole Foods released its annual report about a week ago, and this is the last one we're going to get from them, obviously, because they were bought out. And then Amazon keeps everything all secretive, so we won't really know the actual numbers going forward, which is too bad, and I hate that too, but we won't. But uh, sales were up 4.4 percent in the fourth quarter, which was their strongest sales growth since the beginning of 2016. They were doing under two percent every quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, they only owned it. Amazon owned it for that last month, and as we said, they slashed all those prices, and a lot of customers like raced On, like, in essential there.
0: Essential items. Yeah. yeah.
1: So they did probably a lot of that growth was from the month Amazon owned it, as everybody raced in there to get cheaper avocados eggs and avocados. <laughs> exactly. But gross margins fell to 33% from 34.1 a year ago. And their operating margins really fell dramatically to 2.5 from 4.4 because of these price cuts. Amazon itself does 0.8. So it's still slightly better, but this is only a one month of those price cuts. So... They're gonna see further operating margin pressure, but everyone knows this because it's Amazon. No one cares about margins with Amazon. Who cares? <laughs> but still, they still have to run the stores, and it's a grocery store like that. I feel like
0: grocery stores are probably one of the more difficult type of retailers to operate successfully. Yeah. Um, I feel like Amazon kind of underestimated how hard it is to just like take over a brick and mortar
1: I think so too grocery retailer I agree 100% I feel like it's not a warehouse and it's still about customer service and getting the right brands in there Uh, but let's talk about the brands actually because this is one part that I actually do like about this deal is that they're getting the 365 brand and I bought many things off the 365 and for those who don't know it's Whole Foods' own brand it's their private label and it is cheaper price Points like you can get organic spaghetti sauce with no sugar added, which I used a lot on the whole thirty for like a dollar fifty cheaper than the other branded products. Mm-hmm. And then they have a lot of other basics like salsas and and they do have some and pastas. Like, and yeah, and everything. Yes, yeah. so that I feel can translate into the rest of their business of Amazon online business. They can easily sell a lot of those products online and have it just shipped to you if you're a Prime member, and that's a big brand. So that aspect, I do think they're really going to be able to drive business. Right,
0: and you can buy the 365 Everyday brand through Amazon Fresh Online, their grocery service,
1: which if Aren't you're not... they getting not... rid of that, though? I thought they are getting rid of the fresh. Or what What did they get rid of? They were canceling something because it of Whole Foods. It could have been
0: the fresh. Are they have they a whole getting, bunch of different... Are
1: they getting getting rid of that, like... Maybe it was Amazon Market or something else. There was some okay. other thing they were getting rid of eventually, like because it was all being put into one place. Because don't you have to pay extra for the Amazon Fresh? You have to pay even if you're a Prime. It is a grocery delivery yeah. service. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, Maybe they haven't. As of, rid of to, it as yet. of today, you can order yeah. three sixty five every day um through that. So I don't know if you could will if that goes away, if you'll still be able to order yeah. that Whole Foods like
1: brands online. Um well, we'll see. I'm sure there's a lot of things they're going to have to try to figure out with, you know, integrating everything. But yeah, um, it's it's a in progress. I remain to be seen. TBD. But they, they better have they better have our products. That's all I <laughs> have to say. Uh, so let's talk about their other physical stores because these are kind of overlooked. Um, it, and that's the bookstores. Yeah. Now they did bust all this out. This is something they did tell us. Now that they bought Whole Foods, they put this under physical stores in their press release for their quarterly earnings. They still don't tell us anything about the sales at the physical stores. They just tell you the overall amount. So people are trying to figure out from what Whole Foods has done in the past, you know, how much is is the bookstores a part of this. But bookstores is almost nothing because they only have, I think, 12 of them right now. But they are still slowly expanding that. And they did admit that they lost money on the bookstores last quarter. No one should be surprised at any of this. They are in some prime locations, these bookstores, like trendy neighborhoods, similar to where you might find at Whole Foods, actually, Mm -hmm. and urban areas. But the whole point of the bookstores seems also to be a prime uh, membership generator, because if you're not a prime member and you just waltz into one of these bookstores... And you want to buy a book that's in there, you get it at the higher price, basically. Right. And so it's not doesn't really behoove you to buy there necessarily. Right. It
0: would be like purchasing a book at Barnes and Noble. Yeah.
1: Um. It, it, yeah. And it, it, it's competitor. So, but it does help you if you're a Prime and you waltz in because then you get the lower price automatically, and you can have it shipped if if you don't want to take it to go right there. Right. You can have it shipped to your house, all that from the and store. And You can just
0: pay like through your Prime account. Yeah. Um, usually there's like a coffee shop in these bookstores you can buy an echo like on an, any echo device yeah it's it's like a mini it's i personally really like them. there's like also like a, a revolving
1: inventory of books yeah seems like a little mini showcase yeah
0: there's also like reviews of like their current book inventory so if you're you know wondering hey is this book any good you know 4.5 stars cool
1: yeah let's try it out Does this have any impact now that they are expanding it out a bit? And there's talk that they want at least 100 of these bookstores nationwide. Does this matter to Barnes & Noble, do you think? I shop at Barnes & Noble, too. I am a member at Barnes & Noble. And I've gone into the Amazon bookstores, but I still prefer shopping around at the Barnes & Noble or my independent bookstore, either one.
0: Right. It just... The thing is with I think with these bookstores is that they have such a limited supply and limited range of books. They have like the the best sellers, the best sellers of all the book categories. So the fiction, the nonfiction, the travel, the historical, the young adult, the kids, like they have like the top I would think like, I don't know, the top twenty five books of in all like the top categories. Yeah. So if you want like a very niche travel book, you're gonna wanna go. To Barnes and Noble and like look at them, yeah, or
1: search for it online. Uh, right, so okay, and there was a lot of big brouhaha when they first launched these bookstores that it was going to be more of the doom of the independent bookstores, but I don't, I don't, not think if that, you want so.
0: the experience of the independent right. bookstores and you want like the knowledge of the person behind the counter who's going to be able to direct you towards like those small books that you might not find at the Amazon bookstore, right. which is selling. The top 10 books in fiction hardcover, right there.
1: Yeah, I feel like for the independents, Amazon has been selling books for 20 years now online. And if you're still in business, you're doing something right. Right. So this is not going to impact you, really. Right. I think there's
0: also like a lot of backlash against Amazon and like their book movement, too. Right. Yeah. So, and I think that is. Absolutely benefiting independent booksellers, and there's a ton of independent booksellers here in Chicago, and I pass them all the time, and they're busy. Yeah, there's oh a yeah, lot of for people sure. Just like waltzing in and out of there.
1: Yeah, bags full. Um, I know Barnes and Noble. The numbers have not been that good over there. They've been trying to sell more toys. They were selling the drawing those adult drawing books, coloring books, I guess I should say. And now those are kind of out. So that was kind of driving business. And then they really rely on like a big seller, a big, you know, kind of like a Hunger Games or something like that to get people in there or Harry Potter, which she's done with now. So
0: they have the the Fantastic Beasts franchise. So Well, yeah.
1: but it's still not quite as as it's not an event book like true. like the Harry Potter. Sorry it's to true. tell you.
0: I know. <laughs> I guess like with the movie so I don't know like what kind yeah. of like toys are like the I I don't know. So maybe that'll help.
1: Yeah. So I don't know about Barnes & Noble though, but I don't relate that to the Amazon bookstores as their problems because they've had problems for a while. So yeah. Amazon um, or I mean uh, Barnes & Noble ticker is BKS if you want to check that one out. So let's move over to another interesting retail topic that Amazon is expanding into, which is the furniture side. And I was all into this a couple weeks ago when they announced this, but I only saw it through the press release again, of course. it
0: wasn't advertised on their site.
1: Yeah, and I had a hard time finding it on their site once I went in there to find it. And this is two brands that they launched. One's called Rivet, and that's their Mid-Century Modern so, you can think of Cost Plus carries some mid-century modern now, or you can think of West Elm, obviously. And then Stone and Beam. I like these names. Um, they are good beam. names. They, they are. are good names. I'm sure they had a lot of uh, meetings about what the name <laughs> is. Stone and Beam. This is their kind of family-ish pottery barn-ish. They yeah. have a lot of like, Country down- Country home. Yeah. Furniture down sectionals and things like that. Now- a lot of this is at the lower end of the price range. I saw, I think it was like 1200 or something was the most. Oh, no. I did see some couches for like $2,000, but not many. Most of it is is on the lower end of the range. I feel like its competitors in this area are Wayfair, of course. Ticker W, that seems to be like a number one thing in my mind when I was on here looking around. And then you do have like the Cost Plus, which is owned by Bed Bath & Beyond. And Pier One also sells Mm -hmm. some furniture, but I felt like even Pier One's furniture was (laughs) more expensive than some of this stuff on Amazon. Um, Target, Target's furniture lines, it could go for. so. I did look around just kind of see how the shipping worked on these. So you can get free shipping with the Prime. It's not next day because they do have to arrange with someone to bring it into your house. You have to be home for the delivery. Well, so they're, they're not, not just going to leave it in the lobby. Right. right. People are joking <laughs> about like where it gets left. It's not out at the curb or anything. But so you do have to be oh, there. Oh,
0: there's my sofa. <laughs>
1: right. Right. So hopefully if you live in like a three flat or something, <laughs> they will be bringing it up there. I'm That's assuming. Good. That's good. Yeah. And then with the... Um, Stone and Beam, you get 30 day returns, a three year limited warranty for them. And then Rivet, it's only a one year limited warranty. I think you still get 30 day returns with them, too. So they're trying to make it as easy as possible to buy the furniture. But I don't know, like, it's not easy to build a whole new furniture brand, like right. This is difficult, especially so I was, when your
0: competitor is like West Elm. <laughs>
1: yeah, West Elm, the most successful at the mid century modern furniture line, they just had earnings and again, double digit year 11.5 year. percent, yeah, comp growth like unreal. Which After is, they did that a year ago, too. Right. West so, Elm
0: is owned by Williams Sonoma, yes, which their ticker is WSM, I yes,
1: think. Yes, WSM. So I consider them in a class of their own, even though everyone hates the Williams and Sonoma stock <laughs> because oh. of some of its other brands having a little more difficulty. Yeah. But um, West Elm is but, such a standout. Yeah. West Elm, if they spun that off, I would be oh buying it, but yeah. they haven't. So it's just there. They continue to expand that. But again, slightly different price point. Like I feel like that's a little more expensive um, yes. than what Amazon is offering. So what do we think? Like, I, I see more danger to Wayfair than, you know, Williams and Sonoma from this. Although some people will argue with me on stock twits, I know, like, oh, Tracy, you don't know. Give, it, give them time. Amazon dominates everything. <laughs> They'll take over eventually. But you still, you have to be right on trends. I'm not saying Amazon won't get it right on the trends. You still have to build the brand loyalty with, yeah, the and all of that. But it can take years to build like a furniture brand that people love and trust and want to order from i I don't know.
0: But the thing is you get what you pay for. So if you're only you paying $300 for a sofa, <laughs> yes. then you're going to get a $300 sofa. But right. it's going to going to fall apart maybe in a year and a half or
1: right. but, but they like, sell those $300 sofas at the Target and the Wayfair. So what's my motivation to buying it on Amazon necessarily? Free two day shipping? Yeah, the shipping maybe. <laughs> so
0: wafer, but wafer does s-
1: free, don't they? That's true. I don't know about on the couches though. Do they do it on the couches? They do on a lot of their normal. They accessories. will now. I yeah, mean, they will have to match. But at least now. with
0: like with Target, as they have with their, or at least they're trying to now, is create their mini showcase rooms in their stores so you'll be able to see what the $300 sofa actually looks like before you put it on yeah. a credit card. You know, you'll know, you be able to sit on it, feel it out. Right. Okay. Does it feel like it's only $300? Yeah. Okay. But that's fine. It's only for my starter apartment or something like that.
1: I see that some of these other brands are trying to partner with hot interior decorating brands like the the Gaines's. From oh, the Chip Fixer and jo- Upper. Chip and Joanna, Chip and Joanna. <laughs> Magnolia Homes. So, Pier One has Magnolia Homes, and that I I had a look to see like what all the differences are. So, Pier One has some pillows, but they have real furniture, like they have beds and big dressers. These things are not cheap; they're made they're made out of real wood. <laughs> and then they have some accessories, but like not super cheap accessories either. But that's Pier One. And then Target has this hearth in hand, yes, um, with magnolia. They call it. And you were talking which about which I that. saw
0: this past weekend. Uh, the stuff is, r- it's really cute. Yeah, that's like lanterns. It's really good home stuff. I saw
1: these wood nesting homes.
0: Yeah, I think if you don't want to, I, I definitely know what those saw are, the lanterns.
1: Okay, they had a lot of lanterns. Some vases. Yes, like what you Pillows, would think if you like if just you just like
0: decor decorative like niche. Yeah. I don't know. Doodads. Just like stuff. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> niche stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Nesting homes. Go look that up everyone. Um but yeah, like so these these brands are are partnering with these other better well-known names to bring people into the store or to their website. Right. And Target is known for doing
0: that. Yes. With, well, partnering and also having these like really su- successful private label brands that like get yeah. customers in the stores but also partnering with hot designers like yeah. Chip and Joanna, right, Victoria Beckham, like all of these, I don't know, really hot designers.
1: So I feel like Amazon is gonna have to go in that direction too, because it's so hard to build your own brand and anything with retail. Right. That and they're trying, but that they might have more success actually partnering. So let's move on over to the fashion side because that's where they've been partnering. I feel they have their own brands over there too. Yes. But for instance, you and I talked about when we saw a press release on this, of course, um, about Drew Barrymore's new line on Amazon Fashion. It's called Dear Drew and it's priced from $28. I think that's for like earrings, some jewelry up to $248. So it's not a cheap line. I was looking around at it. Um, This just launched. So we don't know. And Amazon never tells us how well any of these things do. But that at least is a name brand that might lure people to the site. right? And then you start looking around at other things while you're on there. Who
0: doesn't love Drew Barrymore? I mean, maybe some people, but she's great.
1: Yeah, she has successful other lines like her um, makeup line at the Walmart that sold oh, there the flowers. Yeah, right. yeah, and then she has a couple other kind of like lifestyle brands that are out there. So this fits in with that. But again, they didn't do that much to advertise it. Like, if, oh, unless you're on, it. yeah, unless you read about it somewhere on a fashion site. Or maybe you know, someone is wearing it on Instagram or something like that. You wouldn't really know that it's out there. And then they also have their own private label brand, Lark and Row. This launched in February 2016. And again, because we don't really have much data or anything because it's Amazon, um, we don't really know. But according to Women's Wear Daily, which is like the Bible of fashion this line has had 10 million in sales. I think that's in 2017, including a million dollars sold on Amazon Prime Day because it's their own brand. They were promoting it on Prime Day with special deals. And mm-hmm. they're also promoting it on some of the Black Friday deals. I know there's some cashmere sweater that's a real good Black Friday deal right. on Amazon fashion um, this week. So they also carry things like, you know, anything that's trendy and like ponchos and sports bras yeah, they're and like all of that.
0: they carry like, Bit more basic trendy yes, pieces yes yes yeah.
1: exactly but 10 million in sales i saw that and i'm like oh wow that sounds kind of good but is it like no think about what even banana republic is doing they do that in like an hour or something <laughs> like <laughs> right nationwide yeah. you know it's not even it's not it's not comparable it's not no or even some of the private label brands that are at macy's for instance um, even like Charter club or the Ink sure. brand and yeah. like other things, they're doing more than ten million, I would assume. Um I, I know they are. So, but again, these are all just new endeavors that they are starting off. And so you do have to start off kind of slow. But I feel like, for all the people out there who, again, think Amazon's just going to launch Amazon Fashion, which has been around for several years now, mm-hmm. and they're going to dominate and bye-bye, you know, Banana Republic and, and Taylor and, and whoever else, all the other retailers. I think that's just unrealistic.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I 100% agree with you, but it's also, it's, I mean, people, it's changing the mindset of women and men to their first instinct is to shop on Amazon I mean I don't think that way right like I still want to go out to stores and shop or shop online at The Gap and J Crew, and Nordstrom and I don't think of shopping on Amazon and wanting to get my clothes from Amazon like that is just it's so foreign and alien to me like I okay. don't I don't want to do that. And you're a millennial. And I'm a millennial. I am a <laughs> she's millennial. She's not old people. <laughs> I am a don't millennial. tweet at me
1: about how she's old and she doesn't know.
0: <laughs> I do not. It's like shopping on Amazon for clothes. I it's it's still so strange to me like that concept. And it's, maybe it won't be in another year if yeah. they partner with a huge designer yeah. to create this like meg like just hugely successful trendy label that I like have to try. With free two day
1: shipping. <laughs> is that why you think like they are trying to go into some more brick and mortar with um, some of these concepts on the fashion side? Uh, so you and I were talking about how PVH, which is ticker PVH by the way they they own Tommy Hilfiger and Calvin Klein, and they partnered with Amazon Fashion just for this holiday season to um, run a special promo on Calvin Klein underwear, which right. you told me was really hot right now. It is really hot. Um, it's all over Instagram. And then after you told me that, I, I did see another picture of someone in their underwear, in the Calvin Klein underwear um, on, online. And I was like, oh, of course, here's what everyone's talking about. Um, but this is a really hot brand right now. So they partnered with them for exclusives on Amazon Fashion, but they're doing two pop-up stores, one in Soho and one in um, Santa Monica, so you can actually go into the store and look at the merchandise. So I don't think that's a coincidence that they're doing a pop up right. as well yeah. as selling online. Yeah,
0: Calvin Klein intimates just is like it's everywhere right now. Yeah, um, I sort yeah showed you a picture like Solange is modeled wearing it. Yeah, um, it's in Urban Outfitters stores. Uh, its campaigns are everywhere. But I was just looking at my phone to see if uh, Lark and Roe had an Instagram account. I'm not finding anything. So oh. I think that's a huge missed opportunity yeah. for these brands. Um so yeah, that's if that's huge. in their agenda for twenty eighteen, I mean if it's not, it needs to be. Yeah. Um, need, because I, I
1: can't even believe they're not they don't have their own right. Instagram feed. It's I'm it's not finding I'm
0: just not finding just anything in my it. scroll. Okay. So right. weird. It's that's but it's this such is such a huge missed opportunity.
1: Yeah. And but it does go to the fact that it's it's a lot to roll out a sure. new brand yeah. and this one was from february of last year so it has been around a while but i mean it takes a lot of resources you need the designers mm-hmm. um you need to be on trend even if you don't have physical stores you know you need there's just a lot <laughs> i can't it even imagine mean, and right. they're launching multiple of these on both men's and women's and kids right and um who knows like what else. the one
0: uh there's a men's brand called button down um that uh, I don't know how well they're doing, um, but we like, don't know any <laughs> anything. And well they, like, doing. they have a few <laughs> other women's brands, but again, where do you find them on the website? Right? You have to physic, like you have to know what they are to be able to search them. Yeah. And then once you do search them, you can go to like their physical shops on the site, and you're like, oh, these are cute, like yeah. very cute
1: collections. But again, you have to know what you're searching for. Could you see them partnering with someone like Macy's to get some of these brands into physical Macy's stores? Could that I be an option? I why not. Yeah. Like, why Maybe, not Maybe, what about Kohl's? Yeah. Well, yeah, for certain of them. For certain brands. I wouldn't want to sell my cashmere, I don't think, in the Kohl's. Well, that's fair. For Larkin Row. <laughs> that's a slightly <laughs> that's higher price point. But yeah, for yeah. any of the brands that are slightly I lower see price points. like point. Macy's, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, these are all the things that are... In play now with Amazon um, and what they're doing in retail. And I do think it's lighting a fire under a lot of the other retailers who, let's be honest, were kind of resting on their laurels. For many years, and now they can't. But that's good. It's good for the consumer. We get better prices. We get better products. We get better experiences at the stores and online. Right,
0: and it's all about the retail experience right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for Amazon, we wouldn't be getting free shipping on anything. We'd be paying for that from everywhere, Or we would have to be
0: spending (laughs) at least $100 to get free shipping. Or we have these like limits. Yeah.
1: Um, So that's kind of all gone away. Mm -hmm. So this will be an interesting thing to watch and I know we'll be doing future podcasts on this area and kind of to see where the competitors are and um, how well they are competing. So let's talk about some of those stock tickers if you want to watch some of those. Um, We did talk about Amazon, of course. AMZN is the ticker there and I own it. Do you own it? I do not own it. You don't own it. Okay, I do. Um, And then you have some of the other competitors like Target, TGT. We mentioned Macy's. Um, You can go look at that stock. It's really beaten down right now. That's ticker M. Williams & Sonoma, they just uh, had a quarter that not everybody was happy with, even with the good West Elm. That's WSM. Wayfair is just W. Uh, Barnes & Noble, BKS and we didn't really talk about the supermarkets that are up against um whole foods/amazon slash amazon now but there is sprouts S-P S- or sfm yeah. <laughs> i'm getting a tongue twister there sfm is sprouts and surprisingly before the deal was announced they actually had a deal with amazon to do delivery so that's still in place so they're they're already <laughs> they're already w- with the enemy over there right. And then you have, like, the big kahunas, like Kroger's KR, um, that those shares got hit hard after the Amazon deal went through, but... As we said, um, it's not going to be all gumdrops and roses over there, yeah, at least not initially. Is like
0: the biggest supermarket chain yeah, in the U.S. Yeah,
1: and you're still going to have to get the product to the consumer. So we'll be watching all of this, and you can check in on all of our podcasts on retail. Maddie and I will be back again after Black Friday to have a kind of a retail roundup on what everybody's doing over the Black Friday weekend, how it looks out there for the retailers. Yeah. They reported pretty good third quarter Earnings, actually, far better than everybody thought, and the economy is good. So retail could be a surprise area going in here into the end of the year, into the fourth quarter, and consumers are happy, and they buy more when they're happy. So we'll be checking in on all that with our kind of now annual uh, Black Friday retail show. So be sure to tune in there, and you can always subscribe to get all of our podcasts on iTunes. Zach's Market Edge is over there on iTunes. And you can get us also on SoundCloud. So again, be sure to subscribe so you get everything. And we'll see you again next time.